Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome to the Elite Achievement Community. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach here to demystify the goal achievement process. If you are ambitious and visionary, then let's get to work so you can maximize your potential and achieve your definition of success. Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome back to Elite Achievement. I am recording this episode in November and I love this time of the year. It's planning season for a lot of my clients, and with planning season comes a renewed sense of hope around what's possible and the excitement around a new year and new start. It's also the time of the year when the urgency around achieving a year-end goal is high, which inspires some people to act more intentionally around what they want to achieve before the year ends. And it's also a season of reflecting as we explore what worked for us this past year and where we fell short. It's important to recognize the habits and the practices that have served you well this year and those that you need to evolve in order to achieve your goals. One of the practices that continues to serve me well is journaling. A mentor of mine recommended I start to journal during one of our calls a few years ago, and I remember thinking, what do I journal about? The suggestion brought me back to my childhood days where I attempted, unsuccessfully, to keep a diary. But it turns out I was actually journaling way before that mentor conversation, and I didn't realize it. In this episode, I am going to demystify the practice of journaling share why I believe journaling is critical to your growth as a leader, and offer some of the journal prompts that serve me on my journey of growing my business. As I mentioned, I didn't realize it at the time my mentor suggested journaling, but I was already in the habit of writing in a journal. Journaling started for me as a way to capture notes. I would bring notebooks with me to leadership meetings and jot down inspiring messages and the ideas I had for growing personally and professionally. Yes, even in this digital age, I am still a sucker for a beautiful journal and find the process of writing inspiring messages, takeaways, and ideas to be inspirational. The coach I've become today And the beliefs I have have been shaped by years of writing, reflecting, and thinking. In order to prepare for today's episode, I reviewed some of my old journals. I came across a notebook from 2009 when I first started coaching. It's insightful to read through the notes I took while attending company conferences, leadership sessions, and while reflecting on my own growth and development. It's obvious now. But it wasn't then my passion and desire to be a coach to help others achieve their goals. It's also surprising that the notes I captured from over a decade ago are still relevant today. Nuggets of wisdom from conference speakers and leadership meetings such as he or she with the most conviction wins. What a difference a year makes. You become what you think about. In every negative, there is a positive. And act when you have an inspired idea. 
are all points I continue to be drawn to when reading, listening to podcasts, and studying successful people today. I'm reminded of Mark Twain's quote, there is no such thing as a new idea. It is impossible. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. We give them a turn and they make new and curious combinations. We keep on turning and making new combinations indefinitely, but they are the same old pieces of colored glass that have been in use through all the ages. How often do we want to know the specific roadmap to success? I know I've thought that myself. I've thought if I only knew exactly what to do to grow my business, I could be successful. Yet what I'm learning as an entrepreneur is that there are best practices, but there isn't usually a one-size-fits-all roadmap for us to follow, to build our businesses, and achieve our goals. This realization fuels my commitment to journaling. Journaling is a best practice that helps us figure out what's important, what's working, what's not working. Journaling could just be this roadmap to success that we all desire. So here are my top four reasons to start a journaling practice now. Not in the new year. I know it's tempting to say, I'm really busy with the end of the year. I'm going to start journaling when there's a fresh start, a new year. But starting to journal now can help you gain clarity to set yourself up for goal achievement in the new year. Number one, journaling is a process that teaches you about yourself. This is critical information to be a successful leader. The more I learn about myself as a coach, a business owner, and a goal seeker, the more I am able to coach and lead others. My clients have learned a lot about themselves through journal prompts such as write about a time you are most confident. Write about a time when you were least confident. What were the trends? What were the connections? What are the insights you can gain from those answers? Number two, journaling is a process that helps you recognize patterns. Pay attention to where you are holding yourself back. What limiting beliefs are getting in your way? What is working? What is not working? Goal achievement requires focusing on the right things. And if you have a process to capture your thoughts and results along the way, you are creating your own roadmap to success. Number three, journaling helps you make decisions. As I was thinking about starting a coaching business, I journaled what's the worst that can happen And what's the best that can happen? Seeing these options outlined on paper helped me get out of the emotion associated with making this massive life decision and recognize not going after the best possible outcomes was far worse than the absolute worst case scenario fear was creating in my mind. Number four. Journaling creates a track record of your growth. Some of the personal development I worked through 
some of the personal development I worked through in the journal I reviewed from 2009 included Be More Vulnerable. Hosting a podcast certainly proves massive growth in this area. Another was to take more risk. Leaving my career to start my coaching business now nearly two years ago also proves massive growth. It's an incredible reminder of your personal power and capacity to achieve greatness when you reflect and read through how far you've grown. There are many ways to journal, and a quick Google search will offer hundreds of journaling prompts. I encourage you to move away from seeking the perfect journaling prompt and move towards embracing the process. After I received that feedback from a mentor to start journaling, the perfectionist in me wanted to know exactly what to journal, how to journal, how often to journal. It took me a while to truly embrace a consistent process, but my openness to journaling on a regular basis led me to some of my favorite journaling prompts. Gratitude is my favorite thing to journal about. I wrote my very first official, and I say official because it was an entry in a gratitude journal. I wrote my very first official gratitude entry on July 14th, 2018. I wrote, I was grateful for working out, my husband grocery shopping and planning dinner, and confident mindset. Took time to get it. And then I didn't write in my gratitude journal again until August 3rd. And then I wrote again on August 21st. I included two more August entries and then nothing until the end of September. I skipped October altogether and then picked up journaling again in November. You might be thinking, why are you sharing the, why are you sharing this journaling timeline with us on this podcast? I'm sharing this because my first attempt at a consistent gratitude practice was spotty. And I'm grateful I didn't give up. Too often, we have a desire to start a new practice and we consider success as engaging in that practice every single day. And when we miss one day, we think that's it, it's over, I'm doomed, and we give up. Even today, journaling gratitude is not a perfect 365-day practice for me But I'm engaging in this practice on the majority of the days throughout the year. I learned a critical lesson earlier this summer that when I miss too many of my morning routines, and gratitude is part of my morning routine, my abundant mindset weakens. When I'm not engaging in this critical practice of gratitude, I'm more open to self-doubt I hone in on limiting beliefs, and I ruminate on past situations. The antidote is to write down what I'm grateful for, because with the practice of gratitude, everything changes, yet nothing changes. In 2019, I listened to a Rachel Hollis podcast and learned about her start today process. Rachel recommended we write out a 10-year vision. We take that 10-year vision and distill it down to 10 dreams, and then from those 10 dreams, we identify one specific goal that is going to help us make those dreams come true. 
and write down on a daily basis our 10 dreams and our one goal. My sister and I decided to test it out. We wrote our visions, we shared them with one another, and now two years later, I am still writing my 10 dreams in one goal. The dreams and goals I write about today have changed over the years, some because I've achieved some of the goals, and some because I've grown the confidence and courage to dream even bigger. But the clarity I gain from this journaling prompt of writing my 10 dreams in one goal reminds me of what I want to accomplish. This clarity keeps me motivated to work hard, inspired to overcome obstacles, and helps me focus on what's important to me. When I'm tempted to play small or give up, I think about one of my current dreams, which is to donate $1 million per year. And remember, I cannot play small. I do not have the option to play small if I am going to achieve that dream. I recently read Gabrielle Bernstein's book, Super Attractor, and she shared four questions to help you think about your day. Number one, how do I want to feel? Number two, who do I want to be? Number three, what do I want to give? Number four, what do I want to receive? I decided to add these four questions to my journal practice a little over a month ago. I appreciate how these questions force me to pause and think about the day versus going through the motions. Some days I write that I'm a CEO, others an impactful coach, and on the weekends I write about being a present mama. I remember when we were going to the pool, yes, sometimes we get the best pool or beach weather in October here in LA, and I thought I needed to bring my journal to the pool and do my month-end review. I was already feeling guilty that it was the second day of a new month and I hadn't done my review, and I was telling myself a story around needing to be the perfect goal achievement coach and execute on my review process that I recommend to people as soon as a new month begins. Because in my mind, if I didn't do it as soon as the new month begins, I failed. However, going through these journal prompts, I realized I wanted to be a mama on that particular day. It was a weekend day and I really wanted to enjoy time with my daughter and make memories with my daughter. And I I thought, no, I'm not bringing my journal. I'll do my month end another day. I'll get it done. But today is not about me reflecting on my business. And I'm so grateful for this process because if we don't intentionally think about how we want to feel or who we want to be or what we want to give and what we want to receive, we can be incredibly reactive or we can buy into some of the stories that we tell ourselves and taking time to intentionally think about your day gives you a great opportunity to be in control of how you want that day to unfold. Now, speaking of the month end goal review, this is another one of my favorite journaling topics reflect on my goals each month by rewriting my goals and noting the progress that I'm making, identifying where I'm falling short. I make some notes about what I'm learning along the way, what's working and what's not working. Last year during this process, I calculated all the various ways I could achieve my revenue goal, which was my most meaningful goal last year. 
as I was calculating all of these different ways, it wasn't that those were the exact ways that the goal came together, but I was thinking, how can I? Versus thinking, oh, I'm off track or I'm never going to make this goal happen. And that's a huge nuance when it comes to this month in goal reflection is allowing yourself the space to think about the possibilities and the options. And we might not always get it right. There might be other ways that we are able to achieve this goal, but at least we're coming from that abundant mentality. If you want to receive an email each month reminding you to conduct your month in review, pause this episode, head to my website, and sign up to get on my email list. Each month, we are sending out the four steps to conduct this month-end review process and reminding you to engage in this process because it is so critical to achieving your goals. And if you follow me on Instagram, then this final journal prompt will not be a surprise. I saved the best for last, and it's the Friday Ritual. I started the Friday ritual at the beginning of 2020 when I was a new business owner and I needed a way to process all the emotions I was feeling, all the highs, all the lows, the things I was doing right, the things I was doing wrong. And I created the Friday ritual, which I continue to do each week. The Friday ritual is three steps. Number one, write down your wins for the week. Number two, Note the lessons you've learned. And number three, identify your priorities for next week. This might sound familiar if you're a fan of the Elite Achievement Podcast. These three prompts are how I have been ending episodes of of my podcast. And I want to take a moment to share more information about the Friday Ritual. First of all, celebrating wins is a critical component of the goal achievement process. Far too often, we think about what we didn't do, what didn't go right, how far we're off track, how much work we still have to do, and we lose sight of all of the incredible things that we've achieved so far. For example, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, it's coming out on a Thursday, by now you probably forgot about the great things that happened on Monday because our brains have a negativity bias. So we're hardwired to overemphasize the negative and underemphasize the positive. By engaging in the Friday ritual, each week reviewing your calendar, making note of the wins, what went well, what can you celebrate, you are reminding yourself of the progress you're making and you're growing your confidence. You're also growing your courage. You're building this incredible track record of the steps you are taking to achieve your goals. Then take time and write down your lessons. Look, if you're seeking a big goal, if you're growing a business, you're not going to get it right every time. We all make mistakes. We mess up. We do things we could do a little bit better. There are so many opportunities to learn throughout the week. And if we don't have a process to capture them, we can move so quickly beyond those lessons, which opens us up to repeating the same mistakes or to not growing as rapidly as we could be growing. So I love looking at my calendar and writing down the lessons I've learned and 
how can I improve in podcasting and how can I be more impactful with clients? And is there a process that my team needs to tighten up so we can become more efficient and more effective? And by writing down my lessons, I've become less afraid to fail. Yeah, fear still exists. Don't get me wrong. But I'm more open to acting courageously because I've started to learn when I'm acting courageously, it tends to yield a positive result. And I wouldn't have known this if I wasn't writing down my lessons each week. And the last step of the Friday ritual is to identify your priorities for next week. Now, this is not another to-do list. This is not designed to be another place you capture all the projects and tasks that are floating through your mind that you got to get done. But this is your opportunity to look at your goal. What is it you're going after? And what are a couple of things you can prioritize next week to get closer to achieving your goal? With that, Goal Achievers, I hope you feel inspired to start a new journaling practice or to evolve your current practice. Whether you decide to journal about gratitude, write down your 10 dreams and one goal, think about who you want to be and how you want to feel, start with the month-end review or start writing your Friday ritual, It's my hope that journaling is going to teach you a ton about yourself, about your mindset, about your goal-seeking behaviors. And to borrow a saying from yoga, the answers you seek are within you. Until next time, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned, and identifying your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you are feeling inspired and want to join the Goal Achievers community, visit my website, kristenberg.com to sign up and get connected. We can also hang out socially on Instagram. Follow me at meet Kristenberg. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this show. Until next time, goal achievers, keep progressing toward your goals and celebrate those weekly wins.